you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Good afternoon. This is Erin Addison's here on American Family Radio. I'm Will Addison, holding it down for Wednesdays with Will. Wednesdays with Will. Man, I'm excited about today's program. Uh, what the Lord has put on my heart to share uh, today. But first, just want to let you know that if you want to email us, you can email us at addisons at afr.net, addisons at afr.net. You can follow us on our Facebook page. Just look up Airing the Addisons. Uh, you can follow us uh, there. We we post pretty, pretty regularly on that page. Uh, and so you can stay up on things that are happening with us. And so if you if you would like to, you know, go ahead and, and like that page and you can stay in touch with us. But if you want to email us, addisons at AFR.net. Today, today, oh, before I get to that, I just want to say thank you to the people who have uh, emailed me or made comments on Facebook or, or things like that. Just appreciating these Wednesdays, you know, is, is an encouragement to, to me. Uh, so I, I want to just publicly thank uh, those who have uh, texted me or emailed me, I appreciate that. Praise be to God. Well, today, um, and I'll give a little background on how I got to this topic today. So at our church, uh, we have what you call uh, the children's portion, uh, where we concentrate our our messages and our lessons and the topics for the children, but the adults are in there. So it's not a uh, separated thing. It's just more focused on the kids. And the adults, they participate as well and learn as well. And so uh, Maria Hamilton, Abraham Hamilton, the third's wife, and myself, we uh, rotate in teaching the children uh, during that time. And this last Sunday, um, Maria uh, was teaching, and um, she was showing a video by a, a teacher, a guy named Dell Tackett. And uh, he was explaining some things in that video, and it just struck me. It struck me. And I've been thinking about this all week. And so I, I began to look at it more, began to look up some scripture, look up the scriptures that, that he uh, had brought out. And it, it really struck me. And so I'm going to talk about that today. But I want to start off by saying, you know, God is 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 known as as many things, um, and what I mean by that, there are, He has many attributes. Uh, there are many names of God, the Old Testament names of God. Uh, you know, a lot of times you will hear that in the church. You know, uh, He's El Shaddai, the Lord God Almighty. He's El El Yon, the Most High God. He's Adonai, our Lord and our Master. He's Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner, Jehovah Ra, the Lord my shepherd. You know, it goes on and on. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. Jehovah Thishkanu, 
the Lord, our righteousness. All these names and these attributes that are God's. And it's powerful when we consider the attributes of God, you know, the different ways that he relates to his people. And, it, you know, a lot of times in our culture, there's focuses on certain aspects. Like in our culture, you know, it would be the God that loves me. He loves me. Or, you know, the God, God of grace, the God of mercy. And he does all of those things. It's true. Well, a lot of times we don't like to talk about the God of, of wrath. <laughs> you know, when God gets angry or, or, or things like that, you know, that he's the righteous judge. We don't like to focus on that. And I understand why, because we're human <laughs> and we just like to talk about the good things that are good in our mind. Well, there's one name that is a, as attributed to God. And a lot of people get confused about this. A lot of people get confused about this. And this is something that Dale Tackett was talking about on that video. And it struck me because I was like, man, it's such a powerful attribute. But I think it's so misunderstood that, man, people have a hard time, have a problem uh, with this. Uh, I'm reminded of there was, there was a clip that I saw of Oprah Winfrey. And she was talking about this. But that, and, I, and I'm going to play that clip. But there's something that's misunderstood about God and his nature. And I kind of just wanted to focus on that today. But first, let's go to that clip. I happened to be um, sitting in church in my late 20s. And I was going to this church where you had to get there at, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning or you couldn't get a seat. And a very uh, charismatic minister, and everybody was just, you know, into the sermon. And uh, this great uh, minister was preaching about how great God was and how omniscient and omnipresent and God is everything. And then he said, and the Lord thy God is a jealous God. And I was, you know, caught up in the rapture of that moment until he said jealous. And something struck me. And I was like, uh, I think about 27 or 28. I was thinking, God is all, God is omnipresent, God is all. And God's also jealous. Jealous, God is jealous of me. Um, and something about that didn't, didn't feel right in my spirit. All right. So <laughs> she said she was 27 years old around this time when this happened. And something didn't sit right in her spirit. And yes, I would agree. Something should not have sat right in her spirit, that God is jealous of her, right? That's not what that's saying. But I think a lot of people have been confused about that name of God, that God is El-Kanah. He's El-Kanah. His name is jealous. Exodus chapter 34, verse 14, he said, For you shall not worship any other God, for the Lord whose name is jealous is a jealous God. Man had to sit down and ponder that. His name is jealous. Yes, his name, you know, uh, he's the Lord, our banner. He's our shepherd. He's the Lord that heals. He's the Lord that is there. He's the everlasting God, but he's also Elkanah. He's jealous. He's a jealous God. Now imagine if Oprah Winfrey, I don't know if she talked to anyone about this 
after she heard this message, I don't know if she went to the pastor and said, hey, I don't understand what's going on. Man, but imagine if she would have got proper teaching about what it means that God is jealous. It would have totally revolutionized her life. Now, take a look at where she is now. That caused her to basically turn her back on, on God. She could not reconcile that God is jealous. And the Bible says, Exodus 34, 14, I just read that his name is jealous, Elkanah. Elkanah. So what does that mean? See, a lot of times what we do, we try to think of God in, 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 in human terms. We read things like this and we think automatically how we would perceive and, and, and feel out what this means to us. That's a very dangerous thing. Because if that's not a looking more closely into the word of God and what he is saying, you can, you can be thrown off track quickly. Oprah Winfrey was thrown off track. She said she was trekking with the pastor who was saying, you know, he's, he's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's all these great things. And he's jealous. There should have been a, a roaring amen from her when he said that as well, if she would have understood what that means. See, God is other than us. We have to understand that God is not like us. We have to understand the aseity of God. The aseity. What does that mean? That he's self-derived, right? He's self-originated, self-sufficient. So while we are created in his image and his likeness, we are not to compare God being jealous to our mostly sinful acts of jealousy. It's different. It's different. And we have to understand this. And I believe once we understand what it means that God is jealous, man, we, we can uh, receive and understand the love of God, the love of God, that he would be jealous for us, not jealous of us, <laughs> jealous for us. What does that mean? So our jealousy versus God's jealousy. See, our jealousy is closely associated with envy. It's closely related when you look at Scripture. It's a desire for something that belongs to someone else. It's a lack of contentment. Godliness with contentment is great gain. When we operate in jealousy and envy, we're not content. When we're constantly desiring things that are not ours, a strong desire for that, we're operating in jealousy and in envying. That's not how God operates. God is never jealous like, like man's wicked heart is jealous or can be jealous because of someone having what uh, we want or what we need. We get jealous. We scroll our timelines on Facebook. You know, my brother, me and my brother Jeff was talking about this uh, this week. Man, it's so tempting to look at other things and other people and to say, man, I don't have that. I need that. Look at this person. We get jealous. We begin to envy. That's not the jealousy that God is talking about here that describes who he is. See, God's jealousy is when someone gives another person or being what belongs to him. <laughs> what belongs to him. It's not something where we're looking for, you know, at other people and saying, man, 
I wish I had. I'm not content in my life. I need this. I need that. That's a jealousy. That's a sickness in our hearts. That's a jealousy that's derived from the sinful nature of man. But God's jealousy, we're going to talk more about that. When he's jealous, his name is jealous. He's jealous for us is a totally different thing. We have to understand that the people of God, if we are in Christ, we belong to him. We belong to him. We are his. See, and when, when we who are his go off into giving our affections and our hearts and our desires and everything else to another, we begin to commit idolatry. We begin to turn our backs on God, and God is jealous. He's like, no, you are mine. Whenever there's sin that will try to come in and breach what we have with God, God is, God is jealous for us. He's like, no, no, this cannot happen. And he convicts our hearts. We have, to, we have to know and understand that we as people, that we belong to God. And God being a jealous God should draw us closer and closer to him, if we understand it. See, you're going to either be like Oprah and say, oh, I couldn't believe God is jealous of me. God, the creator, is jealous of me. If you don't have the proper understanding, or you're going to be Oh, God, you're jealous for me. You love me so much so that you gave your very best, that you gave your only begotten son, that I can be redeemed, that I can be brought close to you. There's a total, totally different mindset behind that. We're going to talk more about this. But, man, this should shake you. And we're going to get into it. But the very God of the universe, the creator, the designer of all things, is jealous for you if you are in him. If you are in him. Let's not think of God as we think of man. He's totally other. His aseity is like no other. He's God. This is Aaron Addison. Here on American Family Radio, we'll be back right after this. Just how 
how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. Oh, how he loves us all. Oh, how he loves us. Yeah. How he loves us all. Oh, how he loves us This is Darren Addison's here on American Family Radio, Wednesdays with Will, and we're talking about God being a jealous God. And as we talked about in the first segment, you know, when we think about that attribute of God or who he is, that we should not think in the terms of man's jealousy, of man's jealousy, because God is, is other than man. Uh, and a lot of times we, we, we take concepts like this and we immediately put them in the context of us, how we would act. And we do damage <laughs> by doing things like that. And I played a clip on uh, the first segment from Oprah Winfrey. This was years ago. It was a pretty popular clip. You probably heard it before, but her saying that she was in the church service, right? And the pastor was preaching. He was talking about the um, omniscience of God, the, the omnipotence of God, and all these great uh, things. And then he said, he said, God is a jealous God. And she had a pause. And she said, you know, I, basically she couldn't understand that. How could God be jealous of her? How could God be jealous of her? A total missing of what that meant. And a lot of times we can get caught up because she said she was caught up in the service. Like she, and a lot of times those things can happen. Preacher is preaching. Everything's sounding great. And we, you know, don't take time to kind of meditate and, and think about what's being said there. She, so she took that and formed the whole belief system around that, that ah, I can't serve this God, a God that's jealous of me. I can't serve this God. And man, you know, there's a saying that what you don't know <laughs> won't hurt you. That's a lie. What you don't know, you know, if it's not corrected or if, if some knowledge is not there or something to come in and, and, and help you out, can you can end up in hell. You know, people perish for a lack of knowledge. And so as I'm looking at, at this, and, and that clip that we played, I'm like, Lord, what if, and I, I said, I don't know if she went to someone and, and asked them about, what does this mean? It didn't sound like she did. It sounded like she just formed her own concept of what it meant that God is a jealous God. And she's taken that, and it totally threw her off. How many people... Look at things like that in the word and say, man, I can't get with that because without having a proper understanding. And so before the break, it was saying how this understanding of God being a jealous God displays his very love for us. 
as his own. Man, this should, this should do something in us that we're like, oh, God, you're, you're, you're jealous for me. Like, man, sin, things that are, you know, uh, against you. Man, I should work hard and, and, and put up the barriers and the bars against those things because of a jealous God that loves me so much that he has this type of passion and love for me. You know, in the, in the, in the book of Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah was, was speaking in, in um, chapter 43, in verse 1, the Bible says, and this is the same heart that God has for his, his people today. He proclaims this today. He said, but now, thus says the Lord, your creator, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. You are mine. Man, that's what God said to us when, when, when our heart was prompted to turn towards God, when, when he drew us. He said, I redeemed you. I've called you by name. You are mine. That's where the jealousy is. You are mine. Think about the relationship, spouses, okay? Man, if there's a, a, a man that will come up to Miki and begin flirting with her, that's something that arises. That's a jealousy because that's my spouse. God, and that's, you know, even greater like we are his. When we have been redeemed by the blood of the lamb, by Jesus Christ, we are his. We are his. And so if there's anything that would try to come in, God's like, no. No. So in that way, there can be a jealousy in the heart of man that is not always wrong. But it's more, if you look at the word, it's a zeal. It's a zeal for the things of God. But it could be seen as a, a, a jealousy. I'm, I'm passionate about this. I don't want anyone encroaching upon my relationship with my wife. You should feel the same way about your spouse. That no, she's mine. So let's talk about that for a little bit. Is jealousy all bad? Is there a jealousy that can... Uh, be displayed that, that's not sinful? Well, we're going to look at a, a couple of scriptures. And like I said, our love for our spouses is one. It should mirror the righteous jealousy of, of God. But then also, if you think about Jesus, if you think about Jesus and his zeal, and his jealousy and his passion for his house. Now imagine, now we're talking about the creator God with all power, all might, all majesty, the author of all days, the one who holds all things together. He loves his children with a love that he would not allow any competing affections of our hearts. This is a love that draws us to God. I don't know about you, but when I think about that, 
it draws me closer. It draws me closer. I've been thinking about this all week. I've been thinking about this all week. Elkanah. My name is jealous. <laughs> Elkanah. Oh, how he loves us. So there's a word, zealous, which is zeal, and it means a defending, a fierce indignation that Jesus displayed in, in uh, if you look in John chapter 2, verse 13 to 17. It was a righteous zeal, a righteous jealousy. And it reads, the Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem, and he found in the temple those who were selling oxen and sheep and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. And he made a scourge of cords and drove them out of the temple with the sheep and oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And to those who were selling the doves, he said, take these things away. Stop making my father's house a place of business. His disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. That's that word, zealous, zealous. Zeal for your house will consume me. So that's one instance that we should also be zealous for the things of God. You know, we see things that would come in, even situations like what Jesus was confronting, when there are things happening within the body of Christ. We should have a righteous zeal, a righteous jealousy for the things of God, to say, no, this should not be. There's a time for that. And it's awesome how the Bible shows that Jesus made the whip. He, he, he made. So he had, it wasn't in the heat of the moment. He took time to put this thing together. <laughs> and then he commenced to overturning the tables and getting things in order. What I'm saying is that we should have the same jealousy and zeal for the things of God. Consider the Apostle Paul. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 1 through 3, in his cor uh, corrections of the Corinthians, here the word zelolo with a, with a godly zelos. He said, I zeloo with a godly zelos. He said, I wish you would bear with me in a little foolishness. But indeed, you are bearing with me, for I am jealous. He said, I am jealous, Zaleo, for you with a godly jealousy, Zelos. For I betrothed you to one husband, so that to Christ I might present you as a pure virgin. But I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and the purity of devotion to Christ. Here, the Apostle Paul, you see it here. You see it in the book of Galatians, where there was a zeal and a passion, you know, for the things of God. He said, man, I betrothed you to one husband. We get that, that same picture while I was talking about, you know, a husband and a wife. If there, was be, if there would be something that would come in between another person, you know, 
that would come in between to, to, to mess up that union, man, there should be a righteous jealousy there. There should be something that happens in the heart that say, hold on, wait, this, this can't go like this. See, that's an, that's an attribute that God has given us, you know, that's a similarity to what God does. But God is always right in his jealousy. His name is jealous. It's, he, when we talk about Elkanah, that's only to God. That's only God. <laughs> that's, that's attributed to him only and is righteous in every way. Some of the scriptures that point that out, Exodus chapter 20, verse 5. You shall not worship them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children on the third and the fourth generations of those who hate me. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 20 said, But the Lord has taken you and brought you out of an iron furnace from Egypt to be a people for his own possession as today. His own possession. Now, come on, man. Think about it. Think about what God has saved you from, like how he has brought you out of the pit. He has redeemed you. He has called you by name. He said, you're mine. And to go back and to begin to serve idols or to give our hearts to other things, God said, you are my possession. I've redeemed you. That type of jealousy sparks within me a love for God. It's like, oh, God, oh, God, me? And it's not because of anything that I've done or who I am. It's because of his great love that we are in his family. We have been adopted into the beloved. That's a high, high thing, y'all. And for us to easily turn and sway in our lives, man, look, again, we have to examine ourselves. To, to easily turn to this and that and give our affections to this or that. Man, when we are serving the jealous God, the God whose name is jealous, who loves us so much that we are his possession, we should not at any point want to breach any of that. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 9, You shall not worship them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers to the children, to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. I read that one. And then De Deuteronomy 6.15, For the Lord your God is, uh, in the midst of you is jealous, is a jealous God. Otherwise, the anger of the Lord your God will be kindled against you, and he will wipe you off the face of the earth. <laughs> Listen to that. That's how serious it is. That's how serious it is. He has redeemed us. We are his possession. We are his. And for there to be any type of uh, treacherous, traitor sense within us to turn our backs from God to other things, it's a high offense. God doesn't tolerate it. But that in itself, how much he loves us, should cause us to draw closer to him. To draw closer to him. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. We'll be back right after this.
Aaron and Addison's here on American Family Radio Wednesdays with Will. He's talking about God being a jealous God. You know, uh, even the thought of that should elicit a reverence and a fear of God. And when I say fear, I mean a respect, but I also mean a trembling because God is who he is. He's God, you know, and a lot of times people will just like to say, well, no, it shouldn't be a, a fear, you know, like that, just only a reverence. But, man, that should be a trembling when we think about the majesty, the, the you know, just who God is. And even this concept of God being jealous, a jealous God, that, man, there are consequences for us going outside of the bounds of our relationship with God. You know, it's called idolatry. When we put other things in front of God, you know, take him off the throne of our hearts and have other things sitting there, man, that's an affront to God. That's an egregious thing. A lot of the things that's happening in the church today, if we understood that God is a jealous God, you know, we would understand more his love for us, but also the, 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 uh, the strength and the power of this relationship that we have with him. That is something, it's a, it's a covenant that, man, it can't be, it shouldn't be uh, treated flippantly. We shouldn't uh, allow everything and all things to come in, you know, to, to, that would breach the relationship that we have with God. We, we would be extra vigilant. We would be more watchful, more careful if we understand or you know, if we understood that God is a jealous God and what that really meant, you know, that not, no, he's not jealous of me. He has no reason to be jealous of me. And it's almost, you know, when you think about that, that that would be something that um, someone would think is, it's like, wow, but man, you know, I don't think she's the only one that would read that scripture and say, well, what? How can he be jealous? But, man, we have to have proper teaching. We have to have the breaking down of, of what this really means. And, I, and as, as I started off, we love the attributes of God. We love certain ones that make us feel good. We love, yeah, he's our healer. You know, in some circles, that, that's all you will hear. You know, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. You know, uh, the songs that are written and, and the different things, the sermons that are preached. Hey, I'm not knocking those because those are attributes of God. But, man, there, there are different things that, that are attributes of God as well. That he is a jealous God, that his name, Elkanah, is jealous. And I was talking about how the Apostle Paul was so zealous for the church, for the, the, the uh, Corinthian believers. He said, I'm jealous for you with a godly jealousy, a godly zeal. There's a zeal, there's that's something that's burning within me for you. And he went as far as to say, for I betrothed you to one husband. I betrothed you to one husband so that to Christ I might present you as a pure virgin. Like, he's like, man, hold on. Man, I presented you, you know. To Christ as, as, as pure. I'm zealous that you will continue to walk in a way and not be thrown off the path. We should have that type of zeal. So that word, zealous, a zeloo, is a good, in, in a good sense to be zealous in a pursuit of, of good. So that's a good thing. But in a sinful heart, 
It can it can also mean to 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 be heated or to boil over with envy, hatred, and anger. So in man, <laughs> we can display that. It depends on our heart. Like where where is our heart? We can display a zeal and a passion for the things of God. You know, a jealousy for the the, the bride of Christ. Or we could display a hatred for someone else, an envying, and a desire, you know, for, for what someone else, is, someone else has. It stems from our heart. So this thing, this is a thing to notice. God's jealousy is never wrong. Man's sinful heart can be wrong in his jealousy or righteous in his zeal and jealousy. But God, whose name is Jealous, is righteously jealous for all who are his. If you are his, he's jealous for you. You have entered into a relationship with him that should not be broken, that should not have any breaches, that should not have any points where any, anything else, any other person can, can enter in, any other thing can enter in. You know, we really have to survey our priorities in our lives each and every day as we live in this world. You know, I talked a, a few weeks back about Lot and how his surroundings, the things around him, the things that he really gave uh, ear to, begin to seep into his heart. Those things begin to have control. They begin to, like, draw him off. We talked about that. And so it's the same way. If we're not careful, if we're not watching as we are living in this evil world and there are constantly things that, that push up against us, if we're not careful, we can find ourselves giving over to having breaches in our relationship with God. Well, he's not number one anymore. Where, you know, things of this world have more of our attention than the things of God where our family and loved ones, things like that, would be first. Where, you know, it used to be, well, all we desired, all we wanted was God. And now that could be, that's, that, that's been pushed to the back burner. We have to survey ourselves. We have to make sure that we're still in the way. We have to make sure that our relationship is, has not been breached. God is a jealous God. He's a jealous God. He's one that will not tolerate or put up with being second. He will not tolerate or put up with being second. have to think about this we have many examples of people falling to the wayside because they just couldn't understand certain concepts about the God that we serve there have, there have been many things that have entered into I would say the body of Christ because we don't understand the God that we serve we have to kind of step back 
And yes, acknowledge that God is the most high God. And he's the almighty God. He's the God that's our shepherd. We have to acknowledge those things because he is, that he heals. But we also have to acknowledge that he's a jealous God, that he's a jealous God. And my encouragement, my encouragement for myself, because as I heard Dale Tackett speak about this, and he was saying how, man, that totally revolutionized his thinking of who God is. I pondered that, and I was like, man, you know, I never really considered that the God of the Bible, our God, his name is jealous, and that's a powerful, loving thing for us to behold. It's a powerful, loving thing for us to behold. And if we can grasp that, if we can look at that and say, man, this is the God that I serve, I think it would it would change our lives. It would cause us to be much more serious about the things that we need to be serious about. It would cause us not to be thrown off. It would cause us not to uh, go in and out. Man, we have a tendency to go in and out. We have a tendency to, you know, we fall down and we get up. <laughs> you know, we have a tendency for that. I think there's some ways that that's happening because of uh, us not understanding the God that we serve. We don't understand. And so the prayer would be, Lord, help me to understand who you are. Help me to understand that. Help me to understand that so I can honor you. Help me to understand that so that I won't sin against you. Help me to understand that so I would hold you up in the light that, that you're supposed to be held in. The reason that we're able to do things that would be outside of the will of God is, yes, we live in this body and it's, you know, there are sinful things that happen, but some of this stuff is because we don't truly understand the God that we serve. We don't understand the God that we serve, that he's holy, and that he calls for us to be holy as he's holy. We don't understand that we don't have to give over to all our sinful desires. We don't have to give over to that mindset that we can have the mind of Christ. We don't understand that this covenant is unbreakable. That what God has put together, there's nothing that should come between any of that. We don't understand it. If we did, the church, and I will speak for the church in America, would look totally different. There, be, there, there, there are some things that are, are going on that would not be happening in the church of, in America if we understood who this God is. We have to ask him to reveal to our hearts to help us to understand, to know him. Remember, remember God told Israel, he said, for you, for you shall not worship any other God. For the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. He told them, I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. And you may be listening right now, and you may be saying to yourself, man, I've never considered that God being a jealous God means all of that. I never considered the love, the loving expression of that for me personally, that God loves me so much that he will not tolerate 
anything coming in between that relationship with me and him. You might be listening and you're like, man, this is totally rocking me right now because I did not understand this. You may have understood this like Oprah Winfrey understood it. You may have been one that immediately when a scripture like this is read, you go into human mode and think, oh, that can't be right. This can't be how it is. But today could be a recalibration. It can be a setting things in order for us to understand who this guy is that we serve. You know, in our church, when they have opportunity to, to um, minister to the children, we start off with prayer. And I asked them, I said, okay, who's going to open us up in prayer? And a lot of times, there's no hands that are raised. And I'm like, man, do you understand that we get to talk to the creator of the universe? We're talking to God, and this God that we serve, he hears us? That it's not like we're talking to the air. We're not just doing things. We're not just flapping our gums. But God hears us. Do you understand? If we understood, truly understood, that we get to talk to God. We get to pray. We get to seek him out every day. We get to do this. We would do it so much more. If we truly understood that, uh, that prayer is what we say it is. If we really believe that, there would be a lot more prayer going on. And so when I'm standing before them, I'm saying, man, who wants to pray? Who wants to talk to our father? This is something that we can do. This is the God that is jealous for us. This is the God that has redeemed us. This is the God that has called us all by name. This is the God who says, you're mine. Man, that should, that should bring out of us such a gratitude, such a love. That should bring out a whole different mindset of how we view our God. And so, when I'm talking to them, and then I give that, and I tell them that, then I see some hands go up. <laughs> then I see some hands go up. God is a jealous God. There's none like him. And we have been brought into his beloved family. This is a very high calling. And I'm hoping, my hope is that the realization of who God is, as we walk day in and day out, as we realize more and more, as he shows us more and more who he is, that it would totally revolutionize our lives, that we would have an effect upon our communities, upon our families, upon this nation. We serve a God who's like no other. He's jealous for his people. He loves us with an undying, everlasting love. And we can be confident in that. This has been Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. Wednesdays with Will. Thank you for listening. Until next time, God bless.